Welcome to the 21 News Podcast. I'm Madison Tromler. There's a lot of debate after President Biden announced a COVID-19 vaccine or testing mandate through the Department of Labor. This would require any company with more than 100 workers to mandate a vaccine or a weekly test. I spoke with a labor attorney on if this can be done and how. Um, So, okay, so we're talking about uh, Biden implementing this vaccine mandate or the weekly testing as an OSHA rule. So we want to explain to viewers how this would work and whether or not there could be any challenges to it. And are those challenges likely to have any chance? Well, um, it's my understanding that this is being implemented Uh, pursuant to the Department of Labor Secretary's power to implement emergency temporary standards. Uh, By doing that, by going that route, it avoids the many months long process of uh, that's usually involved in promulgating rules like this. Um, It can only be in effect for six months without going through the usual rulemaking process. And it can only happen when the danger involved is uh, grave uh, and necessary, uh, meaning that the nature of the consequences of the danger are so serious that they reach the level of gravity required. Uh, And necessary um, is the question of whether there might be viable alternatives. As to whether it has a chance of success, well, Anybody, any person who's adversely affected by this rule uh, has the ability to take the matter to petition the Court of Appeals. In our case, it would be the U- it's the U.S. Court of Appeals, and we're in the Sixth Circuit, uh, which sits which sits down in Cincinnati. Um, they can petition the Court of the Federal Court of Appeals for a review, um, and then the burden would be on the Department of Labor to um, establish that the, that the gravity and necessity is there for this rule. I, I'm not aware of it ever happening before, but we haven't had a pandemic in 100 years, um, and OSHA's only been around for 50 years. I can't tell you what the chances of success are. I get why he's doing it, but I don't know. I can't give you a prediction. Got it. Okay. So grave and necessary when you talk about that and then you mentioned it can only be in effect in six months and they're doing it through this emergency temporary standard so that means that if this does go through and it's deemed grave and necessary they can this will only be in place for six months that's my understanding and then they would in somewhere along the way they would have to do the normal rulemaking procedure but but certainly i think we can all understand the gravity and necessity, the urgency of this. Got it. So based on your experience, do you feel like that part will, the uh, grave and necessary part will pass based on the fact that it's a pandemic? I, I wish I could predict. I I, I can't. Um, sorry, I can't make No, that's okay. No, you're, you're offering a lot of insight. And, and it's so preliminary. They haven't released the language yet. So we're just trying to, everything you're saying is what we're looking for and just, you know, if this could work. So, so um, the, the emergency temporary standards, what, what would a normal process look like? And after these six months, um, which I'm assuming they wouldn't, you know, it, it would, doesn't take people 
I'm guessing after the six months, they might not need to extend it, but I don't know. Um, what would a normal process look like? Would it and I can't, like? I, I can't recite chapter and verse of all the steps, but I believe that when there's a rule being proposed, there's 30 days for comment, and then I think another 30 days for objections, and then there's a full-blown hearing scheduled. Uh, it's many, many months of process that has to be followed before an OSHA regulation can be put into effect. Okay. But for those out there who are saying that it's, you know, um, against the American rights and that the federal government can't do this, can you explain how it is possible through the OSHA to do this? Well, I mean, this is OSHA's mission. It's to protect employees from dangers in the workplace. It's nothing new for OSHA to establish regulations to protect workers from disease. I mean, they, they've done it regularly with respect to bloodborne pathogens, uh, with respect to air quality measures. Um, the concept of OSHA getting involved in the protection against infectious diseases is not new. Um, it's only this measure of requiring vaccinations that I believe is new. I haven't found another example of it yet, but we haven't had a circumstance like this yet. Got it. And then um, also for employees who do opt for the weekly testing, since that's one option, instead of the vaccine, can employers make the employee responsible for the cost of that test? I haven't seen any, I haven't seen the regulations yet. Um, I think it would be unwise for an employer to require that. Um, but I haven't seen anything in the regulations yet that, so I don't know whether it speaks to that or not. Um, I believe I read um, employees have to be given paid time off to get the vaccine and probably to get uh, tested, but I'm not certain. And you mentioned that you think it would be unwise. Uh, do you mind explaining why you think that? I, I think just for morale purposes, I don't think it would be smart uh, for an employer to require employees to incur the cost. Got it. Um, let me think of what else I would like to ask you. Do you know that what and, you and I may, if I can add, it may yeah. be that it's going to be required that employers pick up that cost. I just don't know the answer to that. Right. Got it. And um, I know, you know, we're hearing in the news that there's a lot of people that are going to challenge this. And you mentioned that people could do that. So what do you think the challenges will be? Well, I assume that the challenges will initially be about whether the um, whether the requirement of vaccinations meets the gravity and necessity standard that's built right into the statute and gives you a foot into the courthouse door. Um, I, I also I guess we can expect challenges based on whether this is sufficiently within the power of the Department of Labor, but I don't really see much of a question about that. I believe it is within their power. The question to me is whether it meets the emergency temporary uh, standard. Um, Got it. And in the past, what are some examples? Do you happen to know of things that did meet that emergency temporary standard that were necessary and grave of danger that anything that 
has happened before like this? Even, you know, I know not the vaccine mandate, but anything else? The only one that comes to mind, there was a case I know where the Court of Appeals found that an emergency temporary standard that OSHA implemented with respect to asbestos. Um, court found it was it did not meet the uh, gravity and necessity standards, so it denied OSHA's attempt to implement new regulations over existing old regulations about asbestos exposure. And then, so who exactly is going to decide? Um, you said the U.S. Court of Appeals will decide if this will meet the necessary and grave, and how quick would this happen if it's under the emergency temporary standards? I, I can't speak to the speed of it, but yeah, by by statute, um, that is the place to take the challenge. It's the U.S. Uh, Court of Appeals. And as I said, we're in the Sixth Circuit, which sits in Cincinnati. Okay. Well, uh, attorneys, is there anything else that you can think of that I didn't ask you that you would like to weigh in? Because there's just so much controversy, people saying that they can't do this. So you, we know that, you know, from what you're saying with the statute, that this is the Department of Labor OSHA's job. So that's clear. It's just about the the grave and necessary portion of the statute. So is there anything else you want to weigh in on? Um, I can't really. I mean, uh, it's so new. I We're all just right. sort of. Right. And getting exposed to it. I'm right. sorry I don't have anything else no, to add. 